Welcome to GeekAid's 31 Days of Halloween, You Shall Not Pass Go. A very special episode of You Shall Not Pass Go. Yes, the horror module we promised you in episode 20 is here. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are joined tonight uh, with Phil. Hello. Joe. Hi there. And Crystal. Hi. And as always, we are your hosts, Dave. And Jengis. And we are hosted on GeekAid.com. What's your geek? All right. Here we go. <laughs> and here we right. go. <laughs> we'll use that in a little bit. So, um, this is taking place in the Forgotten Realms campaign setting. First, also let me say that the uh, upcoming adventure, I give credit to the uh, author of the module that I am basing it around. It is Phil Beckworth. This is a, uh, a module from the DMs Guild. It's called The Haunt. Um, I've modified it slightly to fit my campaign, but um, all credit goes to the author. We should talk about the DMs Guild next episode. Sure. Okay, sorry. Great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, this is taking place in Forgotten Realms campaign setting. Specifically, you are just east of Baldur's Gate um, in a town called Homlet, a small village. Good old Homlet. Good old Homlet. Um, which you've never been to before, ever. <laughs> and Hamlet is currently under the rule of a benevolent wizard mayor named Alibris Archimedes. <laughs> oh, that, <my>. guy. <laughs> that guy. That um, guy. Each of you have come to Hamlet for a different reason. Um, each which you have on your character sheets as to what your personal motivations are. The game begins with each of you... Um, entering the city and you've all been summoned simultaneously to uh, Mayor Alibris's chambers. His chambers are modest. This is not a very large town. Um, it's the, Being the mayor doesn't afford him much um, lavishness. However, behind his uh, desk is a very ornate door, which he points to and it opens, and he says, please, um, perhaps we should go somewhere else that's a little bit more private. And as you all walk in, you go from being in what was um, a very modest chamber to being what seems to be an elaborate mansion, quite proportionally out of place from what the building's capacity should be able to hold. And as you enter, um, the door shuts behind you, and he takes a seat in a chair that appears almost if by his will, and four more chairs spring up, all very comfortable looking for each of you. And he says, so, uh, you have joined me, each of, from your respective places. Some of you I know, others I don't. Really, you're the only odd man out. What brings you here? I caught a wind that you wanted to join in in what I expect will be a fruitful endeavor for everyone. What is your name, young dwarf? My name is Brago. Brago Brightshine. Brago. Well met, young sir. Now, mind you, he calls you young. You are a dwarf of more years than any human. And this human, though uh, with a white beard and quite a twinkle in his eye, is still a human. So it seems unusual that he calls you young one, but he seems to look like he's in healthy spirits. He has a magnificent robe underneath which you can see the small bits and um, bumps of what might be armor. He carries a great sword on his back. And um, really strange for a mayor wizard. Yes, and he has and he has a uh, 
and he has a very wide Gandalf-like wizard hat. Um, is he smoking a pipe of any sort? He is not. Oh, okay. He doesn't smoke. Oh, I see. A more modern Alvis. <laughs> more sensible Alvis for family. He takes out, yeah, takes out some pipes. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> so he says, Oda Luke's ever <laughs> ever vaping <laughs> um, This is supposed to be a horror movie. I'm sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> all horror movies start out lively. Um, he says, Ket, it's good to see you again. I wish it was under better circumstances. I do too. Um, how is the business? It is quite fruitful. That's good. And you are well. Fruitful in a bad way, though. I see. That can have several meanings. <laughs> we, we should talk. We should talk later. Later. Um, and my word, I thought I would never see you again, Zarian. It has been so long. I heard you were dead. Well, do you remember me? Of my death have been. Greatly exaggerated, my friend. I, I must say, the memories are a little hazy. It has been a while, and I've been so absorbed in my studies. He says, forgive me, but are you fully alive? That's an odd question. <laughs> that is quite an odd I question. I sense something from you that I did not sense or am I? My friend, is it an odd question? You <laughs> you're either alive or you're dead. Uh, forgive me, this is more of wizard speech. Um, <laughs> you, what do you mean, wizard speech? <laughs> I, I, wizards are talking. <laughs> I, my, my friend, you, you seem paler than when last week. I, I have been touched by an angel. No, I have been touched by a necromantic powers in some way through my studies and uh and this has given you loss of memory uh, yes and among other things i did not feel quite myself well it is good to see you I, I i have to admit i was shocked to hear that you were coming i like i said i i, I had heard reports and thought you dead but i it has been too long um indeed I perhaps have... we can reminisce about the past sometime I would, I would love to. Anything I can do to help. At least, you know, what time we spent back in the academy. Indeed, the, uh... You, you of course, remember the host tower of the Arcane in Luskin, where you and I studied. I... I thought it was certainly know the name. <laughs> okay. What do you know? He goes, well, um, may I introduce to the three of you, um, Hamlet's bounty hunter and friend of the wild, Dahlia. Hello, Wilma. Well, what kind of a bounty hunter? Just out of curiosity. She's a friend. She is a friend. All right. Okay. It's just, just you know, casual question. She, she knows that we respect the forest lands around the city, and as such, has offered to, um, as long as we respect the forest, she has offered to lend her services to certain undesirables that pass through. Oh, they were in good company. I'm a man of the forest myself, usually when I don't have any coin. <laughs> that tends to be when most people are a friend of the forest. So you're all here, whether you know it or not, Speaking. I believe for the same reason. When each of you, when I contacted you after you had brought your concerns to me, um, 
This all started a while ago with something that Dahlia had found, perhaps she can tell you about later. Uh, to the north of here, through the forest into a small clearing, as it gets closer to an orc settlement, there is what was once an outpost of the Baldur's Gate city proper. S- slightly smaller than Hamlet. And Hamlet, as you know, is not a large village. Mm-hmm. Um, I've sent many people to see what has become of this village and none have returned. I cannot leave my duties here to these people as I've been given a, a great gift for my years of service to the city, not to mention I hold other things dear here in Hamlet, like this mansion, though I could take it with me. There are other things that are more permanently placed here that require me to be on guard. But I know this. Necromancy faintly is reaching me all the way here from miles away from the direction of where the village once stood. The general who commanded that outpost, the outpost, um, resided in a mansion. The mansion's name is Montarthus uh, Mon- Mansion. Hmm. Montarthus, you say? Yes. Uh, is that the same general that I'm looking for? General Montarthus, who the manor is named after, was the leader of the outpost used to send word once at least a 10-day, and then after a while, word stopped coming. I thought the town might be gone due to an orc raid of perhaps goblins, dragons. You never quite know. So I sent many scouts there. Unfortunately, none have returned. And I think it's, uh, it's time for a bit more muscle to go in. I think this place, in some way, contains what each of you are looking for. Um, A convenient. I know that the person you were looking for worked under General Montarthus. That's correct. My brother. Marple. Marple. Good old Marple. I know Marple. He passed through here with the general. I I did. Mm. I haven't seen him since. Mm. Uh, He's either at the general's side or perhaps no longer. Don't say it. I won't hear it. Regardless, hopefully each of you can lend a hand in this issue. Um, The journey is only about a half a day from here. You should be able to make it just fine on foot. Uh, I don't have many provisions here in the town. Um, Not very well stocked for a wizard. Well, the provisions I have are for me. And they're mostly components for my spells. If you'd like me to cast a fireball, I'm more than willing. But otherwise, I'm, I'm, my duties involve protecting this town. I'm not sure how much do each of you know about Hamlet. Only by name. I'm very familiar. <laughs> well, of course, you've been here, but do you know the history? You haven't really taken much time to know. You always tell me how you don't care so much for the town as much as what surrounds it? I know much about the history of the surrounding area. Perhaps not the people themselves. Roll a uh, knowledge nature check. Um, one thing you do know, 
Hamlet wasn't always here. And I don't mean like it was built. I mean like one day it wasn't, one day it was. Huh. It's a very unfortunate happenstance. Um, Alibur says... Like how long ago? Alibur says to you, if, if you didn't know, Hamlet is a bit of a temporal displacement. <laughs> Do you understand what this means? Indeed. Jengis understands. <laughs> <laughs> Brago doesn't. So The reason I, a wizard of my stature, was made mayor here wasn't just because of friends I had in the political circles from my days of adventuring. It's because this village requires magic to be stable. And if it were to ever disappear, it would create a hole that would, in terms I can best describe, create a vacuum that would perhaps devour the rest of the world. That is why I cannot leave Hamlet. (laughs) That's good, Rita. My magical energy is constantly being expended here just to keep this village in place. And then the rest I use to protect it. Does anyone know why or how it particularly... That is also why I'm here. I am studying what effects the weave have, where this village has come from. Reminds me of something netheril almost. A place just disappearing or appearing. Yes, we believe it did have something to do with when the spell plague came and then went. Perhaps it was some kind of uh, artifact or object. It need not be... It need not be determined by all of you. You have your own concerns. I have mine. But I just wanted to let you know that I am no coward. I would go with you if I could. But I literally can't. What Brigo just said is interesting. Because I'm actually on a bit of a trail right now. Uh, You know what I'm talking about. Yes, your raven gave me enough detail. Do you think that the... Well, I'm assuming we're all friends here. The item I'm, I'm looking for may be <laughs> in that manse. Dahlia, would you like to... Excuse me, Leah. Would you like to perhaps tell what I assume will be your new companion should everybody decide to go along um, what you found? So, you all know what my primary function is. It's a strange way to put it, but <laughs> yes, I know your job is as Other, Otherwise, I don't particularly interact with the town as long as they don't come wandering indestructibly. On my most recent, suppose I could call it a hunt, I came across a man who looked hollowed out as if life had been sucked out of him. Oh. He was very gaunt. And before he followed along with you. Before he passed, he only told Aid Montart this manner. The only words he said? Only words. I believe the item which you are seeking may have had a hand in the man's condition. Uh, suddenly I'm less inclined to seek it. Um <laughs> that shows wisdom. <laughs> But all right, uh, not much choice in the matter, I guess. I mean, that is the question. Do you have a choice in the matter? Of course, there's a reward that Baldur's Gate has given me to give to you 
for clearing this evil as per the rules of the adventuring guilds. But despite that, it still lies with you whether or not the risk is worth any reward. Well, I needn't be concerned with money, as you know. However, certainly what have I to lose? My life? <laughs> Perhaps I have one to gain. Perhaps. <laughs> Albert, can I just ask a quick question before I go into a very dangerous locale with very little information and all sorts of necromantic dangers involved? Of course. How, how much can we trust the people non-specified in this room? Well, I will tell you this. If anyone's heart was full of evil, they would have disintegrated once walking through that door. So you all passed. That's very curious. You all at least have enough humanity in you. That doesn't mean you're all good. Yeah. It just means <laughs> you're sorry. not evil. I'd have to, I'm definitely speaking for myself, and certainly she's half. Yes. At least three of us here have no humanity in us. I'm an elf. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, your wit has also suffered a loss. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps a gain, as he chuckles. He says, but um, that's the only assurance I can give you. Each of you have come here on your own accord, except for Dahlia, who has already been such a wonderful friend. I can vouch for her, definitely. As long as you respect nature, and if what I, if what I think is correct and necromancy is truly perverting the the area where this mansion and its village stood, then this would be a great way to protect the surrounding forest area from horrible, horrible decay. Should you uh, stay on the side of nature, Leah will be the perfect companion for you. She is as deadly with a bow as any of I have ever seen. I care not for the reward. I simply want my lands to be protected. Then split it three ways. I didn't come here to split it two ways. Town, but I said I care not for it, and so my motivation. I didn't say that I would not use a rule. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Then uh, three ways or four ways. So we're. After all, I do need. You say, would you, you should come all describe yourselves. That will help kind of get a better bearing on Phil's question. <laughs> uh, a dwarf. Uh, a mound, dwarf stuff. <laughs> mound dwarf. Stocky dude, but seem seem pretty light on my feet. A little bit thinner than a normal dwarf, I would say. How much? What are you wearing? What am I wearing? Uh, a comma? No. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh... Well, yeah, I mean, essentially. I mean, it's not really, but it's like... I wouldn't I wouldn't wear that. Right. I'm a dwarf. Right. <laughs> but you were wearing a gi-like robe. Yeah, it's, you know, I just, like, cloak, like a normal, like, traveling cloak, and uh, not really, not leather armor. It's really just cloth. Uh, light armor. Wait, what? No, you're not wearing any armor. Yeah, any armor. No armor. Oh. Naked. Stark naked underneath this. No, nothing but a beard. Uh, and I am wielding a, uh, a long sword by my side uh, with a strangely ornate hilt. <laughs> One that you don't see in these parts. Perhaps a bit <laughs> monastic in nature. 
Um, but yeah, other than that, hair is uh, hair is tied up in like a, a tight bun on his head. Uh, trimmed beard, uh, not scraggly. All right. Uh, Ket is a young man. He's also on the thinner side. Uh, the most noble thing about him is that his hair, eyes, and a tinge to his skin is definitely of a bronze sort. There's definitely an almost inhuman sheen to it, but it's passing. It's just seems like maybe an odd tan. Other than that, he seems to be wearing studded leather armor and carrying a rapier. He doesn't seem to be particularly well-armed or even that dangerous. Just ordinary traveler kind of sort. <laughs> of course. Right. <laughs> Slung um, over his shoulder is his handy haversack. <laughs> <laughs> his handy haversack. Not, not related to any other handy haversack. No haversacks. <laughs> just, may or may not exist. just a haversack. It's just it's a bag. It's just a handy bag. It's a nice bag. Okay. Uh, Zarin is tall, about Skeletal. six feet. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. We've been... <laughs> Uh, he is... Wait, did you say 6'8"? <laughs> no, he's about 6 feet. <laughs> oh, okay. Very willowy, very gaunt, uh, white hair, uh, very pale blue eyes. He's a moon elf. Uh, paler even than most moon elves. Uh, so what do you call him? Seer transparent. <laughs> and he's wearing black, charcoal gray, and purple immaculate silk robes uh, in muted tones uh, with very faint silver rune work around the collar uh, and you can see that he is wearing uh, a chain shirt underneath his robes you can only see the top but it seems to be highly polished and very ornately decorated uh, Dahlia has uh, brown hair and hazel green eyes she's wearing a well-worn cloak you can kind of see a little bit of stud leather underneath it you can tell that she's obviously used to a life in the woods and on the road and probably doesn't spend much time in town. Uh, she kind of has a very observant, fierce look about her and always seems to be watching. Well, uh, did you mention weapon? Uh, I do have a longbow that's almost as big as I am. Um, Which isn't really that big. <laughs> <laughs> it's much easier to wield, I'm sure, from first back. A longbow? Yeah. Have, you, have you ever wielded a longbow from horseback? Okay. <laughs> so, and has two short swords. No, I mean, like a like, long bow for a halfling is like a great bow. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, I mean, they're size appropriate. Right? I suppose so. You're right. I mean, so, oh, by way of weapons, uh, there's an ornate dagger at of course. his uh, hip, <laughs> sorry, his hip, and he does have a staff that seems to be made of black ash wood with an amethyst on top. Ooh. Is it ornate? Uh, it's very well carved. Oh. Yeah. Very, very nicely fascinated gem. Is it like a walking staff or like a scepter kind of thing? Uh, it's like a short staff. Uh, like maybe around chest height. So, what say you? I think we're wasting time. I think our, our paths align. Indeed, I shall... Uh, then may the gods watch out for you on this and may Mistra protect you. Indeed. 
And uh, tomorrow's luck be with us. Let's uh, be on our way, I guess. Uh, do you want to walk through that door a few times, though? <laughs> I assure you, I am only the most well-intentioned individual. I can tell you this. Well-intentioned. <laughs> a lot of roads built on those. Spent, though we may have spent a lot of our lives apart, any time that I met with Zarian in life was always a pleasure. <laughs> that doesn't do much t- for me. <laughs> I mean, Zarian, surely you remember that time over in in Silvery Moon, right? At the library? Come on. My mind has been fogged very thoroughly. When you get back, if perhaps you find something will jog your memory, I would be glad to speak with you about it. That would be lovely. I do hope to regain the past I seem to have lost. Well... Be well. Mm. He, he ushers you on your way. Um, as you leave, um, it's kind of almost jaunting to go back from what seems to be like a magnificent mansion into <laughs> into what seems to just be these very horrid, small quarters of the mayor. Um, and out into Hamlet you go. The people of Hamlet are just simple village folk. There's not really a militia. Um, you get the feeling that Alibris has taken on full duty of guarding this entire village. There was many so, wizardy hats. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, his protection seems to be enough to keep it prosperous. Um, it's not in any way the most uh, wonderful place to live, but it's also not the most horrible either. People live good lives here, and they seem to be happy. Um and off you go to the north. Mm-hmm. As you travel uh, through the rich forest, what would normally probably be um, a rough time going through seems to be uh, better with Leah at the lead. Please make another knowledge nature check with advantage. Guys, I'm rolling real bad. I'll be honest. I'm not looking forward to what I actually have to roll. It does take about a half day's journey, though, to get there. And by the time you get there, it is... Can I roll for an assist, maybe? Sure. You did the assist just give her an advantage, which you already had. Oh, never mind. It was going to be a bad roll anyway. Um, At which point you get to... Spooky scary skeleton. (laughs) Nice. Love it. Um, So... Uh, you come across a clearing what used to be an outpost you now see everything has been raised there's ashes where life once was the only thing that seems to still be standing is this mansion so out of place amongst everything else as you approach the mansion, you notice that the blackness of the stone is unnatural, almost tainted. The air grows thick, and what little light the night had given you somehow becomes duller and duller the closer you get to what is a clearly evil dwelling. I make a small prayer to Clangadin for uh, protection. Um, so, who wants to turn back? Spooky. Yeah. 
it's just, just an ominous area. And seeing the destruction from the surrounding area, I can't possibly go back at this point. I'm sure you possibly could. All right. Uh, but my quarry is ahead of us. I have to go. I have to move forward. Whether you leave, you come with me or not, it's up to you. I shall definitely come. After all, what mysteries must be here? Plenty. Hmm? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll follow, I guess, if you're leading the way. You are leading the way, right? I suppose I am. All right. So, uh, as you get to the front door, um, you notice that you kind of stand in near darkness and it's very very but hard David, to I see. have dark vision this as is, do I this is not natural darkness no at least luckily I'm a devil so, you know. <laughs> luckily I am the devil <laughs> um you uh, and it's almost hard for you to even find where the doorknob is as you reach for it um it seems like the doors won't open. Mm. You're standing near darkness and before you are a set of steps that lead to the high archways that govern the entryway into the mansion proper. A large set of dark oak double doors sit patiently closed awaiting your advance and you notice a small that are, there are small crystal blue eyes peering at you from behind a dark window beside the doorway. Mm. Can I make a perception check to see if I can identify what those eyes belong to? If it is perhaps yeah. a human being or you know yeah. something I need to shoot. Yeah. Anything like that. <laughs> can I also make a check? Yeah, of course. Uh, my perception is sadly an eight with this roll. Um, I, it's so dark inside. It could be eyes. It could be two gems from an inanimate object and just mm. perhaps your mind is playing tricks. I take a ball bearing from one of my pouches, which just seems to pop into my hand for some reason. I hope this doesn't kill us. I cast light upon it. Okay. As you cast light upon the ball bearing, it seems to shine. But what should be a wonderful radius of light is almost concentrated within a like one foot area around the marble. Oppressive. So the, there's eyes at you know at, at the window staring at us. At the window. I just flip the ball bearing at it. It hits the window, and as it hits the window, it's almost like it's hitting steel. It just bounces right off. And the ball the ball bearing not only bounces off, but then rolls unnaturally with the wind to come at rest to you at your feet. <laughs> Dismiss the light spell. I don't need that one. <laughs> Looks like we can't get in. It's impenetrable. <laughs> we have to turn back and... the doorknob? That won't work. Uh, hmm. Can anyone here perhaps handle this? Is this the only entrance? This is the only entrance. I perhaps can... you should knock. Otherwise I can blow up the door. Oh, yeah. First, is before anything... Yes. Uh, I try the knocker. <laughs> As you use the knocker, it's almost like hearing the sound emanating from an empty hallway, the way it just sort of pounds out in the middle of the night. It's a strong... Also, my eyes are on the eyes as I do this. 
They are still point, peering straight at you. I have my longbow drawn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eight arrows in our fingers. Just like um, nothing answers. Hmm. Going up again. Still. Sick. All right, stay back. back. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yes? You're of the magical persuasion, are you not? I am. Would you not consider this to be highly of the magical persuasion? Almost definitely, so I'm going to use magic to obliterate that door. How about we try to figure out what this magic is? Is there anything else on the door that I can see? I'm not as good at that as one might think. <laughs> oh, that's a... In that case, allow me... a shot. Let, let's... I'm making an arcana check. I go, let me, uh... Every time you attempt to decipher magical anything, it's almost like... It's almost like right at the tip of, of, your, of your conscious thought, and then it's like someone taking a knife and severing that thought from you. Roll. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's... 21. Wow. Despite that... You force yourself, force yourself to kind of comprehend what is going on. I can see the symbols in the weave. And despite despite you trying, your mind is still distracted slightly. Instead of focusing on what's going on the door um, itself, you just notice that surrounding the door is an essence, an eerie essence that specifically is making it so these doors don't open. As if... Something is willing these doors closed. This is not a... I would assume it was an abjuration, but it is not. It is as if a will is enacting upon it. As if something is consciously, by force of thought, making these doors not yield to us. That's good, because I don't have much of that thought to be bent. Uh, Is there anything else around... uh... Along the door, or on the door that I can Oh, see. master of this place, grant us entry to your domain. Tap my staff on the door. Very <laughs> <laughs> um, it When you tap your staff, nothing happens to anyone or anything per se, but to you. Um, you feel off. Like, as you tapped your staff... As if the life force that you have is not, it is fighting with the energy of what is currently coming from this door. Almost like for a second, your own soul is trying to be ripped from your body. Pull myself away. (laughs) That's disconcerting. Is it perhaps to try another way? Uh, I don't know. I haven't checked. I don't know how to check. You know what? I'm just... I'm, I'm going to take a look. All right. Please, if you have that skill. You, you've already tapped the thing and nothing exploded, so I'm going to take a look at this. Uh, I take a look at the door. Is it locked? It doesn't seem to be. I try to see if I can pick it, perhaps. Your picks glide in easily. You don't even need to make a check. You are literally able to lock and unlock the mechanism. Perfectly fine. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing here, but <laughs> I do believe something. that being locked doesn't affect it mechanically. I cast Chill Touch, mm-hmm. and I direct the skeletal spectral hand to grab the door. As the Chill Touch hand grabs the door, 
it's almost like the shadows squirm slightly like tentacles, and it, they seem to grow deeper. Mm. This doesn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but chill touch has some effect on necromantic energy. What does it do? Uh, it has disadvantage on attack rolls if it's undead. That door, if that door is undead, disadvantage on attack rolls. <laughs> All right. In that case, I, I try to get the door to, like, essentially try to make the hand push the door open. Does it do nothing? I'm going to take a step back. You were about to do something crazy to this door. As you turn from the door, you hear a loud... And the door opens from behind you. You look back only to see that the doors have opened on their own accord. Those on-looking crystal blue eyes are now gone. The looming black space behind the entryway stares menacingly at you, inviting you into its abode. You said you were going in first. Didn't you say you were going in first? Going first. Can I have that? <clears throat> Can I have that light orb that you had? Here, it's right there on the ground. Pick it up. <laughs> I grab another ball bearing. Toss it to you when it's nice and glowy. I hold that from me. You have a nice one foot radius of light. I, uh, just one foot. Something is oppressing the light here. Right. I take a sword with my other hand mm-hmm. and keep it at my side. Okay. You have the vision of dwarves. You, yeah. Does anyone here not have the ability to see in the dark? I don't believe the light is. Who would say? I certainly can. As can I, which is, you know, it's a something. <laughs> I narrow my eyes a little bit at you. <laughs> Interesting. I cannot. I see. Uh, so, do, should we, we walk in? Do you have a torch, perhaps? I do have a torch. I, mean, I have a torch. I like your light orb. Is it, it, they are <laughs> useful, but with only a foot, it's not much light. I don't light. feel like a torch is going to do much better. I will say this much. The more light, the better. Okay. Light a torch. I light a torch, and I give it to you. Alright. Wait! <laughs> um, between the light from the torch and the light from the ball, if you stand close enough, you actually get a good five-foot radius of light. Hey. Alright. Um, uh, I cast Thaumaturgy yeah. uh, to cause the flames to brighten. You get ten feet of light. Wow. You can see everything. Alright. So, okay, so we move forward into the house. Let's go quietly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the entry foyer has a large open space with a floor of black marble. Two imposing-looking demonic statues stand to either side of the foyer as if motionlessly keeping watch over this empty room. Um, from here... The only path is forward up a small flight of stairs into what seems to be another room, another large room. Big foyer. It is a large foyer. Mm. It is a 40 foot by. No, those are probably five foot squares. It's a 25 foot by 20 foot foyer. So just like two demon statues flanking these stairs? They're not flanking the stairs. The room is almost like a diamond shape. And they're on the two sides of the diamonds, almost in the uh, room. Before I get too far from the door, 
I quickly take a dagger and I wedge it in. So if the door just slams shut, it's going to be slamming shut on a nice good dagger. Okay. All right. Uh, and as you all walk in, the doors slam shut <laughs> and the dagger just right out on the floor next to you. Uh, while at the edge of the torchlight, does my one with the shadows warlock invocation work? Am I pretty much invisible if I'm still? If you were out of the light, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't like the look of those statues. Well, uh, which all of you, by the way, I will tell you, are you stepped out of the light? But I have to use an action to, to willingly... Oh, because I was going to yeah. say, it'd be great if you were just gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I'm I can use an action to become invisible until I move or take an action or reaction. Right. So, so if I'm just like, oh, scared, smoke in a corner and hide. <laughs> Don't so, touch me. So uh, I think they're just statues. You should just keep moving forward. I'm willing to trust a dwarf on that matter, but at the same time, uh, you want to knock an arrow into one of them? See if they see if they dance. You're being very, very. Uh, what's the word for it? Uh, Smart? No. <laughs> you are aware that arrows don't exactly grow on trees, per se. Yes. I'm almost certain that's exactly <laughs> what they do. Really, they flush themselves too. Just well. But no, 95% of the... Anyway. I am, I am not wasting arrows in such a place. You're not wasting arrows. That's that. All right. Grab a ball bearing. Flick it at a statue. Pink! Does it roll back to him? <laughs> this just falls on the ground. Okay. All right. So why did the ro- well, light roll back? Fun, because though. that was the devil's. And he can keep it. <laughs> it's still out there. <laughs> It's rolling back. You see what's behind you? The light orbs following you. <laughs> um, okay, so ignoring the devil statues, uh, we press forward up towards the stairs. As you press forward, the statues move and come to life. Oh, look at that. And they attack you. Save! <laughs> Save! Okay, now everybody, in this game and for our audience, we are using the Unearthed Arcana Greyhawk Initiative. This is a different initiative than you were used to. It depends on the action you want to do in your round. Just to give you an overview, if you did not read it or if you would like a reminder, if you were going to use a ranged attack on your turn, you must roll a d4. If you move, you roll a d6, or if you're going to swap gear, it's a d6, or any other action I don't cover is just a d6. If you're going to make a melee attack, it's a d8. If you're going to cast a spell, it's a d10. If you do multiple actions in a round, you roll all of the dice that apply. For instance, if you want to move and make a melee attack, that's a d6 for movement, and then a d8 for melee. Lowest initiative goes first. So, the more you want to do, the longer you're going to have to wait to do it. Do we add uh, our dexterity in or subtract our dexterity? From um, no. Does okay. that count for extra attacks? Which is, you know, very If you amazing. take the attack action, melee attack. Okay. Um, no, no, no. So. Well, bonus actions. Oh. Bonus actions don't have a roll. Okay. Do you have to have a bottle of water around here? Yeah. In the darkness. In the darkness. Well, <laughs> I will venture forth. So, Anyone perhaps before, um, while I decide what they're going to do, perhaps you all want to decide what you're going to do with this turn. And then we'll, and you roll and you roll your initiative at the top of every round. You re-roll based on your actions. I wish I had a magic weapon. 
but I do not. So this might be a little rough because I don't know what the AC is like. Well, I don't know what uh, uh, I'd like one. I would as well, please. Just take one without the sport cap, please. They are to the right. Yes, as I told our friends, I tend to avoid wasting arrows. I'm not sure. It would not have been a waste. It would have bounced off, I'm sure, just as your ball bearing. I'm going to see how well my short bow does against them. I'm going to Eldritch Blast. <laughs> well, that's a good, smart plan. All right, so um, if you know what you're doing, roll your initiative die. That goes along once again if you need me to tell you. D4 for range, D6 for movement, gear, or other action. D8 for melee, D10 for spell. Um, if you're going to move and do something, make sure you roll both dice accordingly. Both dice accordingly. I rolled for move and an attack. I rolled four. Okay. All right. For just a ranged attack, I rolled a two. For a spell, I rolled an eight. Two. For a spell, eight. Okay. I decided to just move into a better position. I got a six. Six. So two, four, six, and eight, huh? Seems that way. Okay. And a seven. I don't think I was even going to roll. Okay, so top of the order would be Phil. All right. Go ahead, Kat. Go ahead and take my short bow, and I'm going to see if I can take a shot at... There's two devil statues? There's one on the left and one on the right. All right, I will take one at the right one, because the one on the right is the devil and I hate him. Mm, the left one, the devil. <laughs> I mean... Continue. All right. So the one on the right, uh, does an 18 hit? It does. Oh, yeah. All right, let's see. And nine damage. Um, it seems like hitting it as it is a statue has done less of than the desired effect from your weapon attack. Uh, would I have advantage because it hasn't acted yet, or do you have the thing that gives you advantage because there's not an activity? It should be. A, I think it's a rogue's ability, possibly. Then, um, is there any way I add sneak attack to this? No. Are you an assassin? No. All right, because that would mean that you are. You deal double if they haven't acted. Uh, however, for some reason I want to say, since I normally clear roll, that if they haven't acted yet, you... Well, I'm, I'm, re- I'm reading through sneak attack now, because that's, that's what no, I remember. It's, it's a separate ability. It's a separate ability. Yeah. All right, so it's just, just nine damage then. All right. Now it's left one or the right one? Uh, to the right. Okay. Uh, next is Genghis. Uh, so he had the right one? Yes. So I'll attack the other right one as well. Are you moving up to it? Yeah. Uh, are, are you passing by me, though? Yeah. I if you want to grab my rapier, it, that's magical. For the record, that is yeah. an assassin ability. You have advantage on attack rolls against creatures that have an active. Uh, I don't have, uh, I don't have, a proficiency. Oh, that's right. I'll say they take the action. Anyway. Wait, you, oh, that's right, you're a monk. Ish type of person. I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not trying to assume anything. I'm, I'm, I'm I can't say. <laughs> I can say. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I move up to the statue. I'm going to get a attack roll. Yep. Uh, so uh, using my, uh, I guess I put the light orb down. It doesn't flow. Or just the it's, a, it's, a, it's just a ball bearing. Yeah. I'll put it up. Right. <laughs> um, Put it in your teeth. Sorry, I didn't roll a die for that. 
Dropping gear doesn't matter. So, I'm rolling an attack, first attack. Mm -hmm. They make two attacks. First attack. Oh, that's a, not a good roll. Seven. And I'm wielding my sword yep. two hands. Seven. Nope. Surrounded by so many other high numbers. I know. Uh, and the second one. Aha! A bit better. Yeah. 25. Yes. <laughs> or not 25, 23. Uh, so it's 1d10. Where are you? You're right there. One of you still has a magical weapon, right? Yes. Oh, uh, magic. I, I have a magical weapon. I think he's is the only one that still has ah, a magical oh, okay. weapon. I'm counting it because it's full. Okay. <laughs> uh, so 12 damage. As you run up, you take your blade, you draw it from the chief. You swipe across, you miss the first time, but you end up using that momentum to come back around. I'm not gonna carry my hair. And you're <laughs> creating a vacuum and pulling it in. Oh no, but it's, you, you do get you do land that second hit as you use your own momentum to slide in. And your katana seems to not go in as far as you'd like it to, but you do have a great hit. I'm gonna go ahead and use uh, oh, uh, 10 plus 2, 12. 12. I'm gonna use a. Uh, I'm gonna use my Kensei ability, not mm -hmm. my flurry. Yep. Uh, to get an extra D4 of blood in. Sure. Which may or may not even matter. Uh, four. Yeah, it does. Um, so <clears throat> after you stab it and your sword sticks slightly into its stone body, you begin to press it into the wall and bash it, and a small piece of stone chunk falls off of it too. It did not look like it enjoyed that at all. Um, next in the round is Leah. Move a bit further back. <laughs> <laughs> I can still see the statues, and I kind of hide slightly behind Sarian. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next is them. The right one that you attacked, that has been wounded, just attacks you back. It takes its claw and tries to dig it into you, and at the same time um, tries to then bite you as its claw is digging into what is hopefully your shoulder. It does hit you um, with its claw attack. And does a 16 hit you? Um, meets, beats, because okay. I didn't activate my island stone like an idiot. Okay. <laughs> so, that's four and three. You take seven damage as its claw rips into your shoulder and it bites into the other shoulder with its teeth. Um, the other gargoyle flies up toward... Uh, Flies up towards the rogue that had already sent uh, the other ranged attack. How far did it fly? It has 60 feet fly. So. so, how far did it travel towards me? We'll say 15 feet. 15? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Okay. And as it comes at you, um, it has its claw out and attempts to do the exact same thing. It definitely hits you on the first hit. The second hit, I'm sure, does not. Does a 13 hit you? No, that's a miss. Okay, so its claw gets into you, but your quick reflexes get you out of the way from the bite. I'll be using my reaction to half that damage. Okay, it would have been full damage, which would have been eight, so you take four. Whew. So, so the claw digs in, and as you feel the pain of the claw, it allows you to move back as quickly as possible. Do you remember how much damage you did to me? Seven. Okay. Um, moving forward, we have... Uh, our good old Zarian. Tracing 
arcane and slightly unsettling symbols and muttering under my breath in a reverberating manner, I reach in to whatever horrible place my power comes from <laughs> and send forth an Eldritch Blast at uh, the one that the had... One? Yes, the one, mm-hmm. the one that had been attacked by <coughs> Bright <Sir. laughs> Uh And there'll be two beams. Mm, first mm. is a nine. The second one is a... 14. Oh! So close. As the first beam misses, it catches the attention of the gargoyle, and as the second beam is coming right at it, it dodges just in time. Uh, harmlessly getting uh, onto the wall. Um, decide what you like to do with your initiative, or you roll your initiative roll. Alright. I'm going to be... Melee is a d8. Oh, Jesus. I am casting a spell, and I have a 4. Ah, check this nice. out. Movement, <laughs> disengage, and an action, and a melee attack. I'm moving around Ooh, okay. a bit, and I got a four, and then making a range attack, and I got a two. So, it's so six altogether. Yeah. I'm making a melee attack, and I got a one. Nice. Okay. So, and the only time <laughs> you'll be happy for a one. Move, disengage, and an, an, an attack at eight. Okay. So, top of the order. The monk with his quick reflexes. His katana still drawn. Let's do this. That is a shame if Greyhawk initiative is that the rogue's bonus action actually makes them go slower. Bonus action doesn't... If it's a bonus action, you don't roll an extra die for it. Oh, the, no, I, according to... Are you sure? It, it, the, the way it works is bonus actions do, but, like, you know, the fighters... Reactions don't. Reactions, reactions don't, don't, and the fighters, you know, special you an additional thing. die that corresponds to time. You're right. So, yeah. They, 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 roll the next it's dumb for rogues, but... What's yeah. Mine's... Mine's depending no, it's on just, my hit. It's just if it's a reaction, you jump. If yours is dependent on hit, I'm going to rule no that you don't know. Okay. Because then how would I know? Right. First attack. Oh my god. Miss. Eight. Uh. Oh! Oh! The monk is... is his composure is, is slightly shaken from this unexpected turn of events, and his blade misses twice. Um... Next in the initiative is the wizard, or something. <laughs> Once again, pulling my power, I more angrily than before throw, curl my bolts at this gargoyle. <laughs> okay, twenty. Yes, and re-roll into an actual tray. Oh, and twenty-two. Yes, it's like that connection that was severed a second ago snaps into place. Your movements are so fluid. It's like it's like riding a bike. You can just know what you're doing, and out comes a blast. Oh, wizard blast energy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first bolt does seven points of damage, mm-hmm. and the second bolt does eight force. Oh. Um, it screams an unearthly wail. It does not like. Um, anything that you just did. It seems to take the full weight of the damage from the Eldritch Blasts. Uh, on its turn, it, despite it hating you, it has this sword-wielding dwarf in front of it, so it attacks once again, Jengis. Hey, how you doing? It misses the first time, and misses the second time. Think. Too, too stunned from the eldritch uh, energy currently coursing through Think. its body. Clang it in. Um, <laughs> the other one just Bless. moves up to you, Joe. The one that uh, was currently by Phil. Phil, if, if Kent would like to take an attack of opportunity, he may. Uh, I can't because I had the bow out. Okay. So, 
<laughs> as it comes up to you, Joe does a 14 hit. Yes. More than that. So it claws and bites at you. And you take... And then he died. <laughs> Again. <laughs> you take 10 damage. Oh, as, in... as it just gouges at your skin. I will then take my reaction yes. to Hellish Rebuke. Nice, do it. It needs to take a DC 14. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> oh, nat 20. Oh, I still take that? I know. It still takes half of... Oh, oh. 19 plus 12. Really good roll. Hey, 31. <laughs> it still takes half of 31. Yeah. Also, if anybody has anything, is that necromancy key? It's Hellish Rebuke? It's energy. It's energy, I believe, is five. Okay. So let's take a real quick look. Let, let me know if you add any uses necromancy. Uh, What's going to happen? Yes, fire. It's fire. Okay. It's so how much was it in total? 31, so half of that. So 15. Oh, it ignites. Part of it, Part of the stone is literally on fire. It's like it's never seen fire before. And it just... <laughs> It's just horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible noise it made. Yeah. Which, one's, which one seems worse off now? That one. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, flesh that was the other stone. One. I guess no. Disgusting. I guess they're about the same. I thought that was the same one. That was a different one. You are correct. Um, yes, yeah, so they're about the same. Okay. Next initiative is the ranger. You know what's nice about this is that they both yeah. take the same initiative. So um, it's done. It's done. <laughs> I have an 11... And a 22. Uh, the 22 hits, the 11 does not. One arrow just hits off the stone body, but somehow with your keen senses and abilities, that arrow was actually something to soften that bit of stone so that they put a small crack in it so the next one could sink into it. Go for it. And 8, so 12. Oh! What a great hit. Did you do that on the already wounded one? On the, oh, the one that they're attacking? Or no. I should say the one that he's attacking or the one that he... The one he just blasted because okay. it's closer to me. <laughs> one horn or two horn one? The, the, that one? the one you're attacking has two horns, the one you're attacking has one. Point. Okay. Rope. <laughs> All right. Uh, and this so doesn't count as undead, right? It is not. Which one did you just shoot at? The one horn one or the two horn one? One horn. Okay, then I'm gonna rush over right behind the one horn one and with my rapier. Um, I'm going to give you advantage on the attack because you took the disengage action but didn't need to use it and you had a later initiative. I'm giving you advantage on your attack. Well, oh, that's nice. So nice of you. So kind, David. And that's useful. Uh, does a 17 hit? Oh, yeah. In that case, let's see some grammar. And because you're within five feet of another ally, sneak attack damage. So the rapier pure Ooh. is only five. Fifteen damage from sneak attack, so... Twenty in total? Yes. Nice. And that's on the one horn one. You, ch- you just, you pierce off a piece, like a chunk out of its stomach. Stone hits onto the floor and tumbles. And now its movements are sort of slow. It takes disadvantage on all its following attacks. Um, my, uh, my weapon is Reroll initiative for this round. <laughs> I should be adding dexter- uh, my dexterity bonus to my attack rolls. It's a monk weapon. Yes. It's not. Uh, I, I was just going based off the paper. Uh, I'm making a melee attack roll, and I rolled three. 
can I choose what my cunning action? Do I have to choose what my cunning action is first, or do I just say roll for, or do I just roll for cunning action? I think you roll for cunning action. All right. So cunning of you. Uh-huh. And active. <laughs> which counts as an other action, which is a d6. No, I'm just going to roll move and attack. For six. Six? Yeah. I've also got a six to disengage and cast a spell. Wow, you rolled well. Rolled a one and a five. You yeah. have to disengage and move. For a um, movement and then a melee attack. Disengage, just, you just stand there. Disengage. This is the action that makes us see the attack so hard. Nine. A nine? And, um, In that case, David, I got five. Because I've been informed that I cannot just simply disengage. So I switched my short term. Okay. Monk, you're first. I think uh, I'm hoping he'll look at me. <laughs> Go for it. Get me six. Sorry. Let's take the attack after him first. First attack. This orgasm was Hit. That's a hit. Do some damage. Uh, Twelve damage. So you distract it with your sword the first time, and while it's too busy, you quickly reverse your motion and stab into it, slashing it to it off. How's it? How's it looking? Not great. Uh, how you doing, Brago? Are you fine over there? As far as I could be. Uh, let's see here. How many do I give my flurry? Two unarmed strikes? Wait, no, I can flurry. Can I flurry with my... It's two unarmed with flurry. You can't flurry with blade. It's still just like you hit and then you like kick, kick. And then, uh, yeah, I'll use one of my key to flurry. Okay. Uh, flurry of blow. Two attacks. Two unarmed attacks. <laughs> 20, uh, yeah, 24. <laughs> and not. Okay, so you try to do a spinning double heel kick. Um, one foot connects, but your momentum is so great and the hit is so large that it knocks it away, missing the second foot. Six damage. Nice. Bludgeon, if that matters. That's the correct uh, die for your level. Yeah. Yeah, 1d6. Okay. Next is... Mm. Now, I'm determining whether I'm going to cast an Elf Blast attempt to end one of these, or since I've taken a rather horrible blow, cast Hunger of Hadar, excuse me, not Hunger of Hadar, Armor of Agathis, and get myself some temporary hit points. But you know what? I'm a violent man, and I'm just going to blow up the nearest one. Do it. That is, that is. All right, so it's a 15. Uh, yeah, hit. Excellent. And the other one's an 18, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Eight for the first blast. Oh, it hates it. It hates it so much. And five on the second. You're just taking off. So it already had a piece of its stomach missing from the rapier blow. You just bore into that hole even more. And it now only gets one attack on its turn with disadvantage. Because most of its other arm is now crumpled to dust. Um, I'm going to see if I can chop off that other arm. All right. No one help me. (laughs) <laughs> Nat one. Oh, 
So maybe perhaps that it has less body has actually given you less of a chance to hit because now it can dodge easier with its wiggly movements. Uh, <laughs> next is th- both of them. So the one-armed gargoyle with a disadvantage wildly swings at the thing that burns it. Oh, that's a shame. Disadvantage. That was a nat 20. That's a 19. That's the oh. best disadvantage roll. <laughs> that's a lot better than it could have been. Yeah, it's not a crit. Um, that's the that's the one attack that it gets, and it deals you four points of damage. Oof. As it's still, it's it's all it's its hatred that's connecting this blow. Pure <laughs> hatred. Uh, the other gargoyle is just two. locked in combat with you. Nat twenty on the first one. Put a miss on the second one. So despite it not getting to bite you, its claw, as you whipped it around with your heel kick, it spins back around, takes its claw, and slashes it across your face. Your dwarven beard is slightly misshapen. <laughs> this is a cursed place. Six damage from the crit. Uh, Ranger? One of those definitely hits. Yeah, the other one doesn't. You're correct. It's nine. <laughs> I'm gonna do seven damage. Seven damage. Um, it's directed towards one. one. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just you're taking more and more pieces out of it, but somehow it's still standing. Uh, roll initiative. Hmm. No, I got you. Gonna go for a move and an attack. Ooh, four and nine. Oh, I'm gonna cast a spell with a one. Cast one of those fasty spells. With a three. The, the good thing about having a higher dex, though, is that if we tie, I go first. I have a six for melee Which, and a four for movement. Since the monsters roll at okay, once, it's a very slim chance. <laughs> Alright. Um, Zarin, you were first. Well, I'm going to cast Armor of Agathis, mm-hmm. because I'm not looking too great. That's going to give me 15 temporary HP, mm-hmm. and if one of these dares strike me again, we'll take 15 cold damage. Mm. You feel great. She <laughs> <laughs> feels better. Let's not say great. Yeah. Um, it is Brago's turn. Alright, first attack. Mm-hmm. 19. Oh yeah, this time you grip your katana tight. You swing into it and you connect powerfully. Second attack. Nah. <laughs> 11. Too concerned with your first attack, you forget to do your second one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is max damage. So, 12. 12? Yeah. Ooh. It. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. Uh, this one. Uh, yeah, you take a nice, nice <laughs> chunk off. One of its legs is missing. So that bonus then. <laughs> okay. I am using that. When you take an attack and it hits the target, do the bonus action to pull the target healing additional this. Four. Nice. Okay, next up we have these gargoyles. Um, these ever living The gargoyles. one that is just pure <laughs> hatred and malice attempts to scratch the now looking better. Uh, should I try to distract it to try to see if I can goad it to attack me, or do you think you or do you want to try to get hit by this? If it hits me, it's not going to enjoy it, so 
it has disadvantage, and the first roll was a three. So it is just <laughs> wildly scraping with its mutilated body. Um, the other gargoyle is going to still just go for broke here. I wish I could just take chunks oh. off him. You did shook off its leg, and because of that, it missed you. Um, but it hit you with one attack. You take three damage. Next in the initiative is the rogue. All right. Gonna see if I can strike him in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like that one better than the other one was gonna be. <laughs> so I'm assuming uh, 24 hits. Oh yeah. Then and since he is right next to our wonderful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wreck it. So I'm gonna wreck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nine damage. From the f- that's plus twenty damage again. Being too distracted with its hate and energy towards the wizard throwing bolts of <laughs> ungodly energy at it, you easily jump up into the air, take your rapier and dagger, and just begin to stab and go to work dismantling the gargoyle into pieces as it disintegrates before you. You drop to the ground. Great, now that you're finished with that one, I could use a hand. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm coming. David, as we continue our adventure, just let me know when an hour has gone by. Because then that's game hour? Yeah. Did you have to short rest? Oh, wait, what? That spell last So time. I move uh, to the remaining target. Mm-hmm. It's not concentration, right? 12 and a 24. Uh, the 12 misses, 24 hits. You with your swords or with your arrow? Bow and arrow? Sword. Oh man, always use the bow. Eight. Eight? I have I have limited arrows. Alright. Not in my game. In my game. Really? Because it says twenty on my sheet, which is why I'm I assuming, haven't been using the I'm assuming bow. so for range attacks, unless you tell me otherwise, or unless I tell you otherwise, I'm going to assume you're always going to retrieve your ammunition. That would have been nice to know. <laughs> so just assume so if you want to re-roll that, you may. Okay. Like I got a handy haversack. There's a lot of arrows in there. Yeah, I don't. I don't want you to worry about. Don't just don't worry about basic ammunition. Okay, I've definitely played games where arrows. people were like, "You got twenty arrows." I am I'm not like, a dick. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think any of us DM that way. I've never taken track of ammunition. Neither do you when you play. They're only when I hate the person. <laughs> that was awful. Well, I'm very and lucky. I give so four I get arrows in that six. Because it's a natural one. Oh, I mean, the attack was the same. I do oh, like the when the player attack. asks, though. Because it's always like, the proper makes you feel nice and be like, yeah, take infinite arrows. It's nice. <laughs> nice. It is not looking well. I know the chunk is off of it. It now has disadvantages on its attacks. Mm. Um, <laughs> we roll for the initiative. All right. I wonder what I'm going to do. Two. Wow. <laughs> All right. For a move and an attack, that is eight. Okay. I'm the Four slowest rogue. Okay. Joe? Mm. To cast a spell, that is a nine. Okay. Go for it, monk. Hey, 17. You hit it. Yeah. And the other one is a uh, one. <laughs> Man. <laughs> could not connect with two attacks in a row. No, sir. What? What are two attacks? What do you mean, David? I only attack once. <laughs> oh, David, I'm sure you remember this, just in case. Five. Four undead things. And they must make a save or not attack me. It is not undead. It is an elemental. Okay. Make one. I, I already asked. 
Because yeah. then I get plus two damage. <laughs> With that extra one, you force your sword into it, and then you've just had enough. And you just go even further using that dwarven strength, and right in half, and it yeah. crumbles to the ground. Looks like you didn't need my help after all. <laughs> Which is good. Um, so, how do we escape? Escape. That those lead further in. We want to go further out. You're looking fine. You took some hits there. I did. How, how are you feeling? Uh, Before well, anything else, I go over to the statues and I just give <laughs> it up a few extra stabs. Oh, yeah. Also while searching, just in case I can find anything valuable. 38. Um, you realize in the middle of each statue are small emeralds. I'm still each emerald worth 30 gold piece. Do you have a blade to kill yourself? No. But I wouldn't hold on to it. Okay. Sorry. Hmm. How long does the ion stone stay? You don't have any like weird deals that you can exchange so ion stone. Like, token yeah, favors for yeah, like, getting out of here. Right. Is that factored into like, you know, you're, you're not making any dark packs for any nefarious beings or anything like that? Not anymore. Uh, okay. So I'll just... <laughs> okay. Uh, so I get the, uh, I get the light back out. Mm-hmm. Do you mind talking for a moment so you can grab some sort of food? Sure. Do you hear that? Or stop? <laughs> so, we have the stairwell. The small staircase, I should say. Is there any paintings on the walls? Or no. The nothing walls else? There. And it, there are cobwebs everywhere. It seems like this place has not been. Well traveled in a while. So, so keeping the light stone in front of me. Uh, I guess we we walk towards the stairs. <clears throat> um, Having been ambushed by some demon statues, mm-hmm. we've been more apprehensive climbing up. How far up the stairs go? Uh, the stairs go up like ten feet, not even. Being a bit apprehensive, I know five feet. Shape just I put one foot on the stairs, see if yeah. they're solid and not gonna break away. They seem pretty solid. Okay. Uh, I carefully make my way up the stairs. Okay. Um you notice that this new room you're in is sort of on a raised platform, a couple steps up from the foyer. Uh, and uh, it's situated at the bottom of a large stairwell. Uh, there's a cushioned sitting couch in the southwest corner of the room, and it has an old, worn children's doll laying on it. Um, there is there is another step. There's another uh, another couple steps down, which lead into what looks like a tea room, and then of course the stairwell. The stairwell itself currently has a sort of. Uh, portcullis that's currently blocking um, you from going on the stairwells at all. Mm. Is that truly what you would like? No. Did, 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 are we hesitating to shoot the doll? <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely an excellent idea. I, I, I was just going to say, like, you know, Dave, while in, interrupt while Dave was, you know, reading out loud. The second he said doll, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Dave, I don't appreciate this. I'm going to shoot the doll. <laughs> wait, wait, are we... Uh, now, now, now that we're actually going to go through it, but I'm like hesitating. Because I know that's going to piss off whatever is killing us. That's a 19 and a 18. Yeah. 
just two hours with a dog. Ah, we win. Alright, let's uh Nothing so, nothing happens? Uh nothing happens. Okay. I'm gonna more than nothing to go check it all out for example. Nope. I'm gonna move up to the portcullis. Uh okay. is there like a handle? Uh no. Just a solid oh, no. solid portcullis. So the two room to the other side? Yeah. What's, what's wrong, Kat? What's, uh, what's that two room looking like? Looks nice. Looks nice. I just guys. had a horrible vision. Is just the like worst st- vision ever. Is there stairs going down to the two room? Um, there is. What, uh, what's everyone's passive perception? <laughs> uh, 15. 15. Just so everyone uh, who's listening to this knows, uh, these are all pre made characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 12. Uh, 9. Passive perception of 9. Um, yeah. So anybody with uh, a ten or higher, (laughs) (laughs) um, please make uh, an investigation check. Thirteen. Nineteen. Last year. Nineteen. The two of you notice. Just sort of first question. Um, The two of you notice. Yeah, it's a basement. Sorry. No, I meant in the manor. Oh, but, uh, um, I mean, if you're... It's fine in here. <laughs> um, I was looking around like, is it? <laughs> in the manor, I need a desk. Um, you notice, just happened to, in passing glance, that the eyes of the doll strangely similar those crystals you saw staring at you when you first entered. How many arrows did you put in that doll? <laughs> I'm going to use the digitation to bring fire into my hand, and I'm going to and then I'm going to use thaumaturgy to make it brighter. Okay. And then I'm going to walk up to the doll and see if I need to torch this thing. <laughs> can, can you do that from a distance? Very hesitantly, I go to grab the doll. <laughs> Okay. Does it react in any way? Or is it simply just a stuffed toy? It sort of looks like this. Nice big smile. I pick it up, and I then proceed to introduce it to the fire in my other hand. Of course, after you take burn. my air. It doesn't burn. I go... This doll appears to be made of asbestos. No, the, the doll. This doll doesn't burn, and it has crystal blue eyes. Interesting. I see that dagger at your side. You want to pry out those eyes? Sure. I said, pull the eyes off the doll. Oh no! Another horrible vision. Because <laughs> you know what's going to happen. At this point, <coughs> I freeze my arrows. I don't want to spoil it for sure. everyone, but I'm pretty sure. We're going to be standing on this side of the Poracos. At least three of us are going to be standing on this side of the Someone's going to be dragged, and we can't do anything. We're going to be dragged across. that we can see someone get their eyes gouged out just like you did to Ed. It's going to be terrifying. Uh, Joe, <coughs> as, you take the, as you take the dagger and you go to pry an eye out of the doll, please make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> oh, no, never mind. You're going to die now. Uh, not high. Fourteen. Okay. Um, I need to see your sheet real quick. That always works fine. You're a doll now. 
<laughs> You're the doll. <laughs> and you see a big person just prying out your skull. Oh, that's awful. And start smiling. <laughs> just like the doll. Um, roll a second saving throw, please. 16. Okay. Um, Plus whatever. Yeah. Wisdom saving throw. Oh. 21. Okay. Um... Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody made a wisdom. Oh, Jesus. Play. Don't. Don't make <laughs> me do this. Eight. Eight, you say. So Two. Awful. Excellent. So, um, as he goes to pry the eye, you hear something. Like a lullaby, almost. And it comes from the doll itself. Someone's always watching me. Someone's always and you're all paralyzed in fear as the doll's head looks up straight at Zarian. And it's I go to shoot it out of his hand and paralyzed and fear. Oh, paralyzed. You're completely paralyzed. Sorry. And it slips itself out of your grasp, smiles, and fades into the shadows and just disappears. Are we fighting the slender <laughs> <laughs> How do we get out of this place? I think the door is locked. I don't think there is a getting out of this place. Are we uh, at this moment? Are we unparalyzed now? Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, run downstairs and knock on the door. See if we can get out of this place. I'm just wanna just testing. Sure. I go down the stairs. Not not waiting to see if anyone follows me, and I check the door. Is the door still locked? Oh yeah. I mean, not locked. It, but locked. <laughs> yeah, closed by malevolent will. <laughs> so much better, right? <laughs> I'm not with them. <laughs> I renounce these people. Um. Uh, all right. So, yeah. What's that tea room looking like? Let's find out. So the tea room. Uh, you walk down the stairs, and this mansion's tea room is a large something. Oh, hold on. I almost forgot something. As you walk down in that in that stairwell uh, stairwell ra- waiting room that you were in, that's hard to say. Um, there was also um, by the portcullis is a statue of a griffin with its hand like this, its claw. <laughs> all right. Do you want to look at that at all? Or I'll investigate it. Yeah. Okay. See if it's close, holding anything, or if there seems to be a slot for something to put there. Sure. Or if it's really just giving us, like, the bro fist. Sure, you can make an investigation check. I do. 15. As far as you are aware? No. Alright. There's nothing in hold. It is holding nothing, and it doesn't look like there's a slot for anything. It is just... It is just there. Um, is the arm move? You can try and pull it. You don't have to roll a check for it. Yeah, you're right. It does. It pulls. 
and um, you all hear a noise. You're a. I go and check if perhaps that raised the protocols. Protocols is right in front of you. No, oh. it did not. Okay. Well, that probably <laughs> unleashed something. Does it move again? Yeah. You do it again. You hear the same noise, but almost like it came from one area and then it came from another area. Pick now from the first area. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Let's keep it that way for now. Hey, you guys. Farm moves. <laughs> um, the mansion's tea room is a large sunken room with a fireplace and a hearth situated in the northwest corner. There are three small round tables for guests to sit and consume tea and other refreshments. A glass chandelier hangs on a sturdy chain from high above. All right, let's take a look around. Okay. Is there any cupboards or anything? Um, there is a, uh, what seems to be like an alcove, like possibly storage area to the northeast. And to the south is another uh, small set of steps going up to the next raised room. Right. Um, Can you pass I have actual napkins. Should be um, someone at the table. Does there appear? To, are there any cupboards? Any anything of anything that could hide? Perhaps a small the, creepy doll. As you walk around the room, the chandelier falls and crashes just behind you and shatters into a bunch of pieces. I jump in a startled manner. What? 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 Check the little round swivel thing. So does anyone here have experience with appeasing the undead? And stuff? Yes. <laughs> I mean, no. You mean putting them to rest? Of course. Nothing? Nope. Right. Tissue side. Yes. This is all part of the D&D. <laughs> Napkins are very important spell component. So I, go, I go in and inspect that storage area. That storage area? Yeah, go ahead. You can make a perception check. Oh, no. I, I, in fact, maybe you will. <laughs> I walk over to the storage area. I attempt to become invisible. Well, okay. Uh, I invisibly walk up to the storage area. The moment you move, you become invisible. Move up those hostile actions. It's no, anything. It's not actual oh. invisibility. It's the moment Darn. you take an action. Move or otherwise. In that case... I stroll on over to the storage area. Okay. With my bright flame in my hand. Okay. Uh, I proceed to look around. Sure. Oh, I rolled a 19 plus uh, perception. Two, 21. Perception. Oh, that was investigation. Perception is higher than that. 24. 24 perception. Um, though this room looks like it might have once been used for storage, there's nothing in it now. However, you perceive that on this, this room, it's the doors in the northeast and the room goes east. You notice that there is another door in here. A secret door beyond the wall in front of you. Hmm. There appears to be some sort of secret entryway in the south of. Let's not. <laughs> Let's leave. <laughs> Let's whatever. And, uh, I guess we have no, to. No, we must, we must investigate. Like, we have to, but at the same time, do we have that, to? That, however, is your expertise. I'm kind of curious. 
I go back to the Griffin statue. Mm-hmm. I hit the star while he's still in the alcove. Excellent. You both were in the arc alcove. Where the entrance to the alcove and storage room was, a door slams shut and the other door opens. I knock on the door. <laughs> on the door behind us. You see this happen. You just hear something. You hear What was that? Well, there's a wall one door opens, there's a wall. their door closed. You don't see a door. You just see it was like they were there, and now a wall has just appeared where they were. We are now separated. Pull the arm again. <laughs> um, you guys did see to the other room, though, if you didn't move. Uh, and the room ahead of you uh, is... Looks like a very large, empty room, but there are other ways to go within there. Mm. Dead end. Let's uh, <laughs> look elsewhere. No, there's a room in there with several other hallways uh, branching off of it. However, someone needs to be able to pull that arm, which means in order for us to go there, we would have to at least have one of us separate, which I'm not comfortable. Does the cargo the Griffin move? No. 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 You can't have a portable remote. <laughs> Garage door opener. This is actually not. So we've got the portcullis, and uh, it is the portcullis behind the. The portcullis is still closed. Yeah, but it's behind the the Griffin statue, right? Yeah. And the, how does the arm go up or down? Down. Down to get some rope. Yeah. Tie it to the arm. Loop it. I'm, I mean, so does it have? Is it just all, all horizontal bars, or is there any vertical? Uh, or is it all? Vertical bars, or is there also some horizontal bars for those both? Loop it in a way so I can jank it and pull down the arm. The rope. Okay. How much rope do you have? Fifty feet. You will be short. Does anyone else have rope? Um, uh, let me see. Let have me one. see if I have rope. Oh, I certainly have rope. Yes, I have 50 feet of hemp and rope. Sure, you can attempt it. Make a... Make an intelligence check. I will say this much, though. If we do this, there's no one to undo this. Yup. Doesn't seem wise. Mm-hmm. It is, a, it is the question of, you know, do we all fall, fall down, or does one of us survive? And I'm gladly will No, I don't want to be the one left alone. Um, I'll stay behind. Uh, actually, I think I should stay behind. Perhaps we should let the one who is invisible in darkness, pretty much. Yes, I think behind. I should stay behind. Also, undead generally don't attack me unless I provoke them. Kindred spirits. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um... <laughs> All right. Okay. How so, do we communicate? How do we tell you to let us out again? Scream? How thick is that wall? How would you know what? All right. We can test that. I'm going to close it. Is anybody still standing in the alcove? Anyone? He goes over the alcove. Okay. The wall closes. The next wall opens. Okay. I knock on the wall that closed. You guys hear nothing. I scream. You hear nothing. Yeah. I open the thing. 
After about a minute or so, it opens back up. Oh, did you say anything? Yeah, I screamed and I knocked. Oh, I heard nothing. All right. I, oh, no, no. Because if you just do it per- periodically, you're probably going to, whatever's trapped in this horrible darkness dimension, it's going to crawl out and devour Perhaps then we should just ignore that entirely and go on into the next available room. How about we escape the, yeah. this horrible... That's well, that's it? No, there's... No there's plenty of other places. I told you to go. there was a way to the south. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yes. Let's let's let's, let's go, go to the south. Yeah, the south, or you have that alcove. It's one or the other. Yeah, let's do the south first. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um. As you step into the dining room from the sunken tea room, the air grows warm. Suddenly, the room comes to life. A ghostly, uh, as ghostly apparitions appear, seated at a once empty table. A large dinner party is being held, it seems, as a roasted hog materializes along with plates of all varieties of food. Jugs of foaming ale are being shared between ghostly companions. A large spectral human man stands at the head of the table, saying nothing. A serious scowling frown is cemented over his face as he overlooks his guests, who seem to be enjoying themselves. Does anyone recognize the features of any of these people? Is that perhaps uh, the apparition of the general who once lived here? You mean, you mean we should probably not be here? That's, that's, that's... No, I'm touched. Is there any other uh, entrances? Did you know that general? Yeah. Whose um, house is? There is a set of double doors to the south and a single door to the doors. southeast. The apparitions haven't, like, noticed us, have they? Do you know, are you familiar with this general who owns this manor? I only know of him. Couldn't, there are no identifying features, perhaps? The only person I know who would possibly be here is my brother. And he'd be a dwarf. Yes, he would. There's th- are there any dwarves in this room? No, none of the ghostly apparitions seem to be dwarves. All right. Uh, then perhaps we should just move on and let these apparitions be at peace. Um, I'm curious about the alcove, though. I oh, know it seems like we a should bad go back idea. at some point. However, perhaps we should see what else is in this house first. It definitely seems as a bit of a one-way road, and we should keep our avenues of escape as wide as possible, even though there are none left. Okay. Um, we are all trapped. Do you guys want to move as a group across the room to one of the other doors? I would rather hug the walls and... Sorry. Yes. Let's. Yes, you would like to move across the room. <laughs> yes, as a group. Uh, we should clean... I do think that Kat's idea of being close to the walls is perhaps best. As far from these apparitions as we physically can get. Alright, so we hug the walls and we try to make our way to the, the, the single door. Okay, you make your way to the single door. Simple fine. The ghosts don't seem to notice you at all. Yeah. Open door? Um, It is a... This is a storeroom. This is... Well, well, it is fully stocked, but anything that would be useful in here is since long decayed. Tons of different rancid meats and stores of rations. Hmm. I'm willing to give it a check, though. Is there any bags of salts, perhaps? You can take an investigation check. I investigate at a four. There doesn't seem to be a salt. There's definitely not salt. 
I investigate for any, like, maybe creatures or something. Like, I gather clues from that. 18. The ghosts were actually just clever rats. You found, you found rats, but they're all dead. You find some rats, but they're all dead. Yeah. How are they dead? They look like they have eaten some of the foods in here, and they have died. I'm just going to uh, not touch so anything. So this room's pretty much bumped, would you say, guys? I guess I'll put one over looking for the secret compartments or creepy dolls. Sure. Make an uh, investigation. Ten. No components of creepy dolls. Alright, so we'll leave this room and make our way to the double door. Okay. I'm, I'm willing to give it one last shot, though. Something right. about this storage room is just... Let's give it one last shot. 17? Nothing. All right. All right. To the double doors, then, I suppose. We make our way to the double doors. Alba still double doors. walls? Yep. Okay. Right? Roll. We'll yeah. 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 Um, Unless you'd like to sit down for some food. The doors open just fine. Oh, hog looks really and good. inside, um, you see a large ballroom as you enter. Mm. And also, as you enter into the ballroom, the ghosts in the dining room disappear. As you enter the large double doors, a large room opens before you. A very large chandelier hangs from one of the high ceiling, and an old dance floor stretches out before you. A large glass folding door opens onto an alfresco area in the east wall. Uh, materializing from thin air, you see a man. Uh, you see the, the man from the ghostly dinner party. Um, he seems younger somehow, as if this is a vision into an earlier time in his life. A beautiful woman enters from nothingness, dressed in a flowing black gown, her eyes dark and dangerous. He holds her her and looks into those eyes. She looks back into his. We will disappear. Just the two of us, my love, the man says dreamily. Oh, General Montharsis. But what of your wife? And we have work to do, she reminds him. Never mind her, she will come... And your army of undead. Let us not talk of this tonight. He replies as their apparitions fade and the room is once again empty. Fool me once, chandelier. Shame on me. Fool <laughs> me <laughs> Let's avoid the chandelier. Uh, can we make... What sort of type of check we need to make to attempt to identify if that woman was some sort of... You know, if she was an undead, if she was a vampire, a lich, something like that. It'd be incredibly difficult from one simple apparition... But if you would like to make a knowledge, it'd be arcana, nature, or religion, depending on what you're trying to see and what she is. For undead, it would be most likely I'd take religion or arcana. You know, I'd take any of the three. Whatever of those knowledges you would like to roll, you may roll, and I will see what you get. Eight. I mean, she appears to be a hologram of some sort. It would be incredibly hard for you oh, yeah. to gauge it from that alone. The, the, like that, that, 22 nature term? I mean, it was definitely a ghostly image, so this was something of a ghostly nature, but whether in in the time that this happened, whether or not she was of a human or other descent, it's hard to tell. Did she have any very distinguishing features? Exactly what I said. Her eyes. I go back into the dining room. Not too far into the dining room. The moment you step into the dining room, the dinner party reappears. Is she there? She is not. Is an aged version of her there? No. All right. Just the aged version of the general at the head, frowning at the guests as they all have fun. Are they? Is there? Is the conversation just, 
you know, uh, idle conversation, idle chatter. Boisterous, but yet trying to focus on the words. You can't, it's like, it's almost like they're speaking a language you understand, but your brain can't process. Hmm. Like, you know you understand the words that they're that they're saying, but when you're trying to make sense of them, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Shmiglash. Mercadante. Mercadante. I take a, take a once over in the ballroom. Okay. Uh, I investigate the room. Okay. The room itself um, is, what'd you get? Uh, ten, exactly. It's a nice big ballroom, and really just has the one exit to the alfresco area. Indeed, this general must have been ever upper class high society. Just the one exit back to the dining room? Or? Well, yeah. God's gift to ballroom like outside right. Yes, yes, we understand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to keep looking at this, uh, just explore a little bit more and see this alfresco area? Certainly. Everyone's here? Yeah? Yes, yes, yes. We're all still us, right? We, uh... It's a very, uh, existential question. <laughs> we move forward a bit. Perhaps you've been indelibly changed by the alfresco experience. Area? Yeah. Okay. Um, the alfresco area well, is... Well, before we move, does anyone else want to take a look around this room? I didn't find anything. I didn't I'll take a look. Perhaps, uh... Or some more you know, secret entrances or anything like that. Just make an investigation check. Eleven. <laughs> more than me. I mean, I can always give it a look. I mean, looking for specific right, so for for secret doors, I find nothing. So the only exit is uh, to the alfresco uh, area. Yes. And well, also, and none of us have been in the center of the room. Yes. Underneath the chandelier? No. I look into the chandelier. Is there anything hiding up there? Gorgeous and beautiful and full of dust. Okay. But there's no <laughs> You see creepy dolls. So, yeah, <laughs> creepy dolls or, you know, imps or anything. You do feel, as you look up at the chandelier, you almost feel like something is watching you. Does anyone else feel as if they're being observed? None of you do. No. I always do, but not particularly strongly at the moment. Where is this feeling coming from? Well, I look at the chandelier, but it may just be a coincidence. Yeah. How do I feel about that chandelier? I can always shoot it down. Let's not. It's rather big. <laughs> I'm just going to take a ball bearing, because ball bearings never fail. Flick it up at the chandelier. It hits one of the little crystalline pieces and shatters. The ball bearing comes down and bounces twice, stops, and then slowly begins to roll back towards you. Yeah, let's not anything ever again. <laughs> and it's just rolling, rolling, <laughs> and it just as if it's being rolled it, by an invisible entity. It just gently hits the tip of your toes. Yeah, no, it's it's trying to. I'm backing away. All right, um, how do we not? Let's avoid it. Let's just keep going to the alfresco. Yeah, okay, let's just around. Like all of life's problems, let's avoid them until they go away. Oh, that's that's not how it works. I can attest. Okay, the alfresco area is a fenced-off private swimming pool area with three ruined deck chairs at the southern end of the pool. The water remaining in the pool is still an algae green when nothing can be seen beneath its surface. Every now and then, a ripple emerges from its depths. I don't like this. I don't like that either. There are multiple skeletal remains around the closest side of the pool. Wow. 
This is the first skeletal remains I've ever seen in this mansion. I, yeah. I don't Passive like perceptions? That. Again? 15. <laughs> Nine. 15. So, um, my two passive perceptions of 15, what do you have? 12. The two 15s. You both notice a gleaming bejeweled sword laying on the deck beside the pool on the opposite side of the area. Mine elf eyes spy a gleaming jeweled sword across this pool. It may be bait, however, for whatever horrors undoubtedly lurk in this pool. No, what no, de- it, it looks safe. <laughs> what devious, maniacal mastermind would place a sword on the opposite to be... You could also... I don't think I actually have that. Mm. Shit. Did I, like, tell about the skeletons? You did have it at one point. Did I? Yeah, in one of the iterations I made of him, I'm mean, not giving it to you, but I, I chose the warlock thing where you could cast it as well. Nope, you didn't give me that one. I want to be able to oh, that see been if yours. I can help well. undead. The yeah. skeletons? So attack us. Uh, that, you're, they're your favorite enemy, so if you make a, a knowledge, uh, we acknowledge nature, I'll let you know whether or not these are... 14. As best as you can tell, they're not currently in a state of undeath. Okay. They're just death. Perhaps we should throw something into the pool. But... As you are, as you are remembering all the things you know about undeath, it comes to your attention that one of your companions fits a lot of these qualities. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> smells rather gaunt. I mean, I've, I've got enough ball bearings to last me a lifetime, so which might not be that long. Flick it into the pool while backing away considerably. How close did you get to the pool? I was as far away as it possibly can be to flick a ball bearing in. It can be 30 feet away if you really want to. Just let it roll. All right. I have an arrow knock. I'm ready. Don't even. It just sinks. Um, I think we should just is there any other, go back. Are there any more entrances? Or is just the pool? Just the pool area? That's what David. I scrutinize that sword. Yeah. And I attempt to discern if it could be an illusion. Sure. Roll to disbelieve. I rolled a 19. What do I have? Best believe it is real. Okay. So that's a real jeweled sword. Appears to be. Now, I'm going to come straight. I came here looking for something. Was it a jeweled sword? You're all gonna hate me when I say this, but I don't know. Uh, dude, seeking mystery. No, I don't hate you for that. Would you like us to attempt to wrest that sword from this area? I might hate you for that. <laughs> That's why I'm not suggesting anything just yet. But I will say, if I if all I need is that sword, and then I'm done with this place, I want to be done with this place. How will you know if you find it? Maybe one. <laughs> I don't think you've ever thought about that, have you? Alright, let us... Is there a way to make our way to the pool? Whilst, is there a way to get around the pool as far from the pool as possible? I mean, yes. Shall we take that route? Skeletons? You, can, you, can, you can avoid both the skeletons. Skeletons are on swing on this side. The only thing, if you're going for the sword, the sword is like right 
next to the water of the pool. Alright. How big is the sword? What type of sword is it? It is a long sword. I'm going to stand here at the entrance to the alfresco area because I can hit anything with my blasts from almost anywhere. Meanwhile, we should have... How much space of a walkway is there uh, from the edge of the pool to the wall? From the edge of the pool to the wall? Um, in some areas, as little as five feet. In other areas, as large as ten feet. Great. Great. I will stay here. I think you should also stay within bow distance, essentially. Whereas, perhaps you can sneak around. We even need the sword. It may be what this man has come here for. We can come back to it. <laughs> Why? You know what? You're, you're, you're right. right in the sense that even if I do get that sword, I'm still trapped here. But then you have a nice sword. That might help. That so, is true. The sword might help us. So you two stay at the ready. Yes. Okay. Do you want to stay there? And then I'll go try to get the swords. At least we can be ready. I think the two of you can stick close to one another. Okay. Do you want to lead or do you want me to lead? I think he should lead as he is the most stealthy out of the two of you, I believe. Uh, I'm going to give it a try. I'll roll a stealth check too. All right. Just to see if we can stealth by. I got a one. <laughs> I am not stealthy. Luckily for me, I got 28. Fantastic. You are super stealthy. Do you want to just go by yourself? <laughs> I could. I think I will. Okay. So you make your way around the pool. And you get to the side where the sword is. What are you going to do? <laughs> Sack. Grab a crowbar. As you touch the sword with the crowbar, an eye pops out of the water and looks at you. And then another eye. And then another eye. And then another eye. I'd like to shoot the eyes. And then the body of a beholder begins to emerge from the water. How quickly can I grab that sword and... Roll for initiative. Or initiative. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is initiative. But um, specifically, you notice that the beholder's middle eye is clouded over with no pupil. It's an undead beholder. It's a beholder zombie. Okay, I hit... I roll a two to hit with a spell. I roll a three to hit it with a range spell. Um, I ready an action so I can hit it with melee. Interesting. I'm assuming I can't hit it with, from melee where I What stand. did you get, Joe? Two. Okay. And then you can't hit it with melee from anywhere. Um, what kind of action is it to pick up the sword? Uh, it is a d6. Jesus. What'd you get? I didn't roll anything. Oh. There's nothing for me to do. I ready my sword. Move and... Sure, I'll move up. You can move and attack. Oh, I thought you meant like... I, I was asking like if it's from where it is in the pool, can I hit it from melee? 
Oh, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you're a monk. You can do monk things when you move, like acrobatics flip over the pool and hit it. That require acrobatics rolls. I don't get it. Okay, yeah, all right. Which is a great roll for you. Yeah, all right. So uh, uh, what's a... Uh, it's a plus six to acrobatics, and he's like, oh, require an acrobatics roll. Like, <laughs> I, you know, water. Um, D6 and uh, D8. Uh, D6 for for movement and D8 for... Do you want to require any tiles for fancy monk things? No, the, the acrobatics check is... Does anyone else need this? Oh, jeez. The highest one could roll almost. It was four, I guess. And Phil, what did you roll? Uh, I'm going for uh, action and two move, or a move and a cunning action, so nine. Okay, it goes first. You roll one? Yep. Oh, okay. Sweet ranged attack. Oh boy. Roll for Eye Ray. Come on, I ring. Wait, 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 wait. Interesting. All right. So now, who's it gonna hit? Who's ready? Actually, it makes sense that it would hit. Yeah, I'm the one who. The eye. One of its eyes looks at you and uh, glows in a horrible glow. And a beam shoots out of it and hits you. Please make a constitution saving throw. Oh, yeah, okay. Five. Five? <laughs> so you are, little. for the next one minute, so... One minute? One minute. So ten, round. ten rounds, you are paralyzed. Ah, okay, all those move actions are now. Oh, boy. Okay. Joe. Okay. Okay, uh, 21 to hit. Yeah. You just let me know when I'm doing necrotic stuff. Yes. I'm doing something that. I'm using Chill Touch. Excellent. Uh, does 16 necrotic damage, and it has disadvantage on attacks against me. Okay. It looks like he enjoyed that very much. How much was that? Oh. Uh, 16. Did he heal at 16? It's still can't attack me. It's, wait, no, it says, uh. <laughs> if, you hit an, if you hit an undead target, it also has disadvantage on attack rolls against you until the end of your next turn. Cool. Next. Uh, Chris one. About 26. I'm sorry. 28. Yes, you hit. And a 16 mm-hmm. is a hit. Cool. Cool. Let's say 12 and an 11. 23. Ooh, good damage to me. It takes pretty good hits. Um, doesn't seem too bothered. Just got a nice little feast. Uh, Phil? I will be knocking one die down, so only nine rounds to go. Uh, Draw my sword. Yeah. I do like a samurai. Tap, 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 tap. 
and then I try to leap across the pool mm-hmm. and do uh, two slashes at it while in the midair. Sure. So I'll roll my acrobatics check. Don't mess with me, D20. Please. Fifteen? Yes. Okay. Oh. Now roll for the task. Yes. Uh, 19 hit. and 21. Hit, hit. 13 and uh, 9, so 22 plus, uh, you know what? I'll use that key. Okay. I'm going to try to like, kick off of it. To land sure, yeah. You, you jump over it, you flip, you slash it twice, building up that beautiful momentum and speed. You then try to spin around and do a double spinning heel kick. Uh, 16. Hit. You smack one eye, but then it trips you and you tumble slightly. But you do manage to make the other side. Uh, four extra damage. Okay. It does not like you at all. Uh, roll for Yay! One. Yep. Three. I will be going first. <laughs> Technically, yes, you will, because you're taking no actions. Absolute zen. Zero. Absolute zero. What'd you get? I'm trying to think what I'm going to do. I have to jump again. Yeah. yeah. This is the game of the ninja samurai. Six. It's not bad. I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. It's going first. All right, well, it looks pissed at you. And it uses one of its eyes. Oh, look at that noise, Dave. <laughs> Is it the death eye? Um, you should be fine. You're probably going to be fine. <laughs> That's what I thought. Mm. Dave, is it the death eye? Take a dexterity saving throw, my friend. There's a green beam of energy comes so out. Oh, disintegration. Thirteen. Its eye locks onto you. A green beam of energy comes at you. And you feel your body begin to disintegrate as you don't escape its path. Damage as you just disintegrate before everybody's eyes. 